Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review. And in this episode, we're looking at Child's Play. Child's Play serves as the remake and reboot of the original Child's Play movie from 1988. This horror movie about a killer doll is out now. So if you haven't watched Child's Play yet, but you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Directed by Lars Klevberg and written by Tyler Burton-Smith, Child's Play follows a mother and son who are terrorised by a high-tech doll that rejects its programming and becomes self-aware. This reinvention of Chucky is voiced by Mark Hamill. Jason, you have the plot. A disgruntled employee at the Kaslan Industries Buddy Assembly Factory creates and inserts a special chip into an existing Buddy doll. This particular Buddy is packed alongside others in preparation for international delivery. Zedmark Clerk... Karen Barclay, played by Audrey Plaza, and her 13-year-old hearing-impaired son, Andy, played by Gabrielle Bateman, are settling into their new apartment, where Karen encourages Andy to make new friends. In an attempt to cheer Andy up and make up for the unease caused by the move, as well as the presence of her new boyfriend, Shane, played by David Lewis, Karen acquires a refurbished buddy doll and gives the toy to Andy as an early birthday gift. This high-tech Chucky talks, learns, and can remotely interface with other Kaslan products, once Andy activates the doll, it names itself Chucky, voiced by Mark Hamill, and becomes very attached to Andy. Doing everything it can to protect Andy and be his best friend, Chucky goes on a murderous rampage in an attempt to please him. Let's start by talking about the marketing for this movie, the Toy Story posters. As a Toy Story fan, <laughs> how do you feel about I mean, this marketing strategy? It was pretty, every time you you came across one, you would send it to me with joy, and <laughs> I mean I appreciated that, keep me in the loop, and you know I, every time I would be like, well shit, <laughs> but of course it's all in good fun, and it's you know they're funny little things, and it, it's interesting because. Both movies are released on the same day. They follow the not the same sort of story, but the or concept really. But the idea is toys alive. Also, kid named Andy, but toys that are alive. So yeah, it's the parallels are there. Genius marketing and releasing it on the exact same day as Toy Story Four. Now, Toy Story is a film that we were always going to review. Child's Play wasn't. Based on the marketing. Released on the same day, just the novelty of us recording reviews back-to-back. It's why we're here today. Yeah. I mean, you don't know, because two two days ago, we released our Toy Story 4 review. But here in the studio, we just finished recording Toy Story, our Toy Story 4 review uh, minutes ago. Maybe and 10, 15 minutes ago. A brand new episode <laughs> about a toy and a boy named Andy. Yeah. Although Andy's not in Toy Story 4. Or he is, but not. He is at the beginning. Uh, anyway, we did that. We finished that conversation. Sorry, <laughs> We're that doing Child's Play. Still there. The original movie, 1988. Before, you know, we, we don't want to get into franchise territory. I mean, this is a movie that has had so many sequels. Has it had me like four? Oh, more than that. Has there been more? Seed of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, Bride of Chucky, Child's uh, Play, one, two, three. There's heaps. There is so many. I think that's it, but yes, sure. <laughs> that is a lot, though. That is a lot. That, yeah. is, that is a lot. And Sci-Fi Channel have picked up the rights to the TV series, yeah. which is continuing those movies. I can't remember which ones of the other ones I've seen, but I've definitely seen the first Child's Play, and I know it quite well. So that first movie, you've got the... The killer, was it Bobby Lee Ray? Mm. And he's he performs oh, Charles Ray. Charles Lee Ray. Charles, yeah, Lee Ray. <laughs> Ray Lee. I don't know. 
I mean, it's not the movie we're here to talk about. But the new <laughs> Child's Play movie is different, but in that original movie, it's to do with his soul or whatever being transferred into the Chucky doll. So this is very different. You know what I, I feel about this Child's Play movie? I will say it is different enough to not be Child's Play. I mean, yeah. This is so different. It's I mean, very different. It, yeah. I've watched and enjoyed those original Child's Play movies, but I've never been a massive, or big even. No, no, no. Child's Play fan. Like, I've just, I've never been that. It's sort of just been a, it, like a horror movie you check out, you see, and it's like, okay. And this is a classic horror character. You know, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, He's, you throw him You can in throw it. him into the mix, and he deserves to be there, but I've just never been a massive Child's Play fan. This movie, this reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, I prefer. I think it is a better movie yeah. than that 1988 okay. original. Wow. Okay. And I prefer the fact that it is, it's technology. It's an advanced, you know what I mean? It's, it's sci-fi. Yeah. And I prefer that approach to a killer transferring his consciousness into a doll. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a weird place to be because, yes, this movie is so different, and I think purists of of the Chucky character and the Child's Play movies and all of that. If you're a big fan of those movies, you will probably, most likely, not 100, percent but you will most likely watch this movie and hate it. You... What I've heard from people that I know that do like the original movies is that this isn't as good as them, but it's worth watching. You don't need yeah. to rush out and watch it, but it's worth watching. That's not my feeling on I mean, it, but that's what I've heard. I mean, my feeling is like, yes, this is so different, and it really should have just been named something else. The character, like the toy, maybe should have not had the likeness, the likeness of Chucky. It should have been something else with the same sort of concept that this movie delivers. And overall, you know, not to give too much of my rating, but movie is okay you know it's not a good guy doll it's a buddy doll so the changes are there he refers himself as chucky but even the the design chucky is different in this and i will admit i did find that jarring to begin with just how different chucky is in the face it's really noticeable that's weird it's like because when you look at the good guy doll from like the original movies like before he gets all scarred and bloody and crazy like you know it does look like a cute kind of toy but with this one the design, he's already kind of terrifying. The oh. freakiest design is the bear. He's <laughs> like, oh, like, oh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> and you just know that's going to come alive. Um, but the origin of this one, it's like a computer chip from a disgruntled you know, factory worker or, or whatever. He could not have predicted what would happen next. <laughs> I mean, he makes all these changes. He's, you know, he's... Yeah, because you've got this factory and they're just pumping out these dolls and he's, like, falling behind... And then he, he kills himself. And the, the thunder and the lightning, for me, was reminiscent of that first movie. I liked that. Only yeah. it's not voodoo or whatever. Well, not voodoo, but, you know, it's not possession. It's it's a guy about to commit I mean, suicide. The fact that there was a suicide there, is there something to do with his death, like, being related to Chucky no, being I, No, I didn't take it that way. It's purely tech-based, yeah. right? Like, if that guy wouldn't have killed himself... This still happens. It still happens, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I know we live in a world where IP, intellectual property, is gold. It sells, It's easier to sell a movie marketing on something that already exists. But out of all the reboots, the remakes that we've reviewed on this show and that's been put out, 
this more than any is different enough to be its own thing. It's like if in that original movie, like they had the notes for the premise and the idea of what they wanted to make as a child's play movie. It's like if they took those notes and then made a made this movie, you know, like rebooted it from sort of very early core material to something very different. It is. It's so different. All the tech stuff, the computer stuff. And yeah, like I said, as a purist, you might look at it and say, oh, like, this isn't Chucky, this is crap. Like, why is he even called Chucky in this movie? Because that's his name. There's and he no... names himself Chucky. That... Yeah, there's Andy no reason. Andy isn't intending for him to be called Chucky. It's a name that he's giving himself. Mm. Now, I'm saying that it's different enough, but this is a child's play film, and that's how we've got to watch You've it. You've still got a toy. You've still got murder. <laughs> what I do know and remember and like about that original is here. We do, you know, the murders are there, and I was actually quite surprised about the level of violence. And we don't have to get into that right away, but just like the music, you know, I looked up the like the official soundtrack. I loved the music in this film. It is composed by Bear McCreary. He, I think he's the Game of Thrones guy, but I know he at least did Battlestar Galactica, and he's done a lot of big properties. I think he's just done as well the sequel to Godzilla. He was on that as well. Sure. He is great here, and the last track on the soundtrack is the original 1988 thing. That's always good. <laughs> and he does sample it throughout the movie, so it's good that he, even though it's a reboot remake, it is sampling, and it sounds like Child's Play. It's like when they did the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, there's certain elements you need to have, and they, they've included that here. As a minimum, it's like, eh, we've got a bit of the music. And Mark Hamill, the addition to Mark Hamill is amazing. I'm a big Mark Hamill fan. I mean, we can go back to Star Wars, but his work as the Joker on Batman the Animated Series and all the various Batman projects where he's come back. And when they announced him voicing Chucky, it went from being a movie that I was slightly interested in to, oh. to a movie that I will be watching that. We've got to watch it. And we're getting so much Mark Hamill in this. A lot of Mark Hamill. There were a lot of moments where I was getting those Joker vibes. And I loved it. I was okay with I loved that. all of it. And the song, honestly... So when the movie ends, we get a full rendition of the Chucky song. So I'm leaving the screening. I, mean, I forget what it's like, but it's and like... it's Mark Hamill going... I want to be your best friend. I am your buddy. That's the one. Hey, and I left back to me. the cinema with the biggest smile on my face. <laughs> and that that is actually also on the soundtrack. I may have to go back to iTunes and buy it. It is... <laughs> It is a good soundtrack. But Mark Hamill is so good in this. He really is brilliant. I mean, it's, he's still on the show with, with his voice. And I think without Mark Hamill, without this Chucky voice, the movie really would be losing and missing something. It takes it to the next level, for sure. The effects in this, the puppetry, like, I loved it. I, I, I thought it was so I good. I dead set was thinking... You know, God, I was like, it's just going to be CGI, like a whole thing, whatever. But there was quite a bit of practical stuff. Lots of practical Lots stuff. Lots of, which is good, because that first movie, a lot of what was great about it was the the practical puppet stuff, what they were doing, hidden doors in the floor and stuff like that, like all this cool stuff. What I like what they did here, which is the right move for a movie in 2019, have him moving, but him just be there. Mm. Like in those older movies you'd see the little legs running. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little bit silly. Yeah. I'm glad that we didn't get that here. But the violence, though. Holy shit. Like that. I it's, was not 
prepared for I mean, how it, it, violent and gory it is. I mean, because we watch and we review the Conjuring Universe films. And mm-hmm. a lot of that, the scares, the violence, it's what you don't see. It's implied, is you? Here, it is so violent at times. But what I found interesting, though, when you're looking at who's dying, you're kind of like, well, the boyfriend. And I'm not saying it's okay to murder. I am not doing that. <laughs> but if you're looking at who Chucky's victims are in this... So, like, you've got the, the boyfriend. <laughs> okay, yeah, you've got the cat, but then you've got... But with humans, you've got the boyfriend that's been a dick to Andy. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And then you later find out that he has a family, he's got kids. And then you've got the creepy guy that works in the block, and he's, like, he's filming everybody. Yeah. And he seems to be, like, going after people that have done bad things. But then he goes after the cop's mum. And, and it's, it's like, like you nah. drew, oh, you've crossed the line here, Chucky. <laughs> you, draw, you drew the line. <laughs> you drew the line. I draw the line at that. You can't kill <laughs> detective mums. But, uh, yeah, but I thought, okay, so this is what we're doing. So the, I was thinking, right, so it's really gory. So the violence is there. Like, they're not pulling anything back. Mm. But we're following Chucky, and he's going after bad people. What I really liked, and then, obviously, the mum, and then it's, it goes a bit skewed. <laughs> it just goes nuts. But I think one of the best things this movie did, the, it shows you the the organic relationship developed between Andy and Chucky. And that, I think that's the biggest difference that actually is a, a benefit. It's a good... You get a better payoff from it because it's, it's not about, hey, Chucky's just evil and he's just going to do what he does. He, I mean, he learns these things and it's coming from a place of, well, I want to please Andy, I want to make him happy, I want to protect him, and he sees these people hurt him, treat him badly, pretty much not be his friend, and he's like, well, yeah, no, I'm going to fix that. The line is then crossed when it's like, oh, hang on, that person's more of a friend to you than me, I'm going to fix that. Then it's like, okay, now he's gone into a different territory, but initially it starts off and it's like, he's coming from a good place. But you've got to say, Chucky... He's a victim of his up- upbringing. <laughs> he really is. He's exposed to because the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, violence. Uh... Exactly. So when... And we got to see so much of that movie. And when they kept showing more clips, I'm like, okay, it's almost like we're watching <laughs> this movie. But he he wasn't... Like, when that guy changed the controls or the protocols and everything, sure. he wasn't programming Chucky to be evil. It was his interaction with Andy and his friends... That made him go that way. Yeah, I mean, the inserting the chip into him pretty much just put, took down his like I guess security protocols or if Chucky the was fact just to to, yeah. to stop him from making decisions. Really, I, I guess I don't know. Something if Chucky like had been placed with a good kid that didn't do anything wrong, wasn't watching violent movies, you don't get Chucky going the way that Chucky goes. <laughs> he literally removes that guy's face after seeing Leatherface do it. Like he's what he's exposed to. And then his friends and Andy, you know, he wants to please Andy. And Andy is enjoying and being entertained by a guy having his face removed. I mean, if he was, if he lived with Andy from Toy Story, he would just be hugging things. And It'd stuff. be much different when he said it's like he was paired up with Sid from Toy Story. I love that we're bringing this back to Toy Story. <laughs> well, as you've told everybody, <laughs> we're recording this on the back of Toy Story 4. Oh, that's it. But yeah, I mean, this movie is. Is very violent. 
the comedy that you get in that original movie, the the sequels, I didn't get a lot of that here. Like, you know, you do get a bit of humour from Mark Hamill as Chucky, but it's not... You're not getting a lot of comedy in this. I mean, the, the, the most comedy you get is probably from Detective Mike Norris, played by Brian Tyree Henry. And it's more character-based. It's him... So it's not so much jokes, but there's funny things that are being yeah. said and happening. It's just him reacting to things or saying things, you know, like... And, you know, yeah, that's that's it. And we've been talking about Andy Barkley, of course, played by Gabriel Bateman, and his mum, Karen Barkley... Played by Aubrey Plaza, and she is awkward, and I think I like her a lot. <laughs> I really like Aubrey Plaza. I'm a big Aubrey Plaza, and honestly, Aubrey Plaza fan. She has been doing so much publicity, like not necessarily like obvious publicity for this movie. She was at the MTV Movie Awards, and she just sat in her seat behind David Spade wearing a Chucky mask. <laughs> Honestly, I love what she's doing to market this movie. And she is really good in this. And, you know, we find out that she had Andy when she was really young. And I completely buy her playing that role. And she is so good in this. I mean, yeah, she looks young. <laughs> like, But not but not too not young. Silly, like when they explain that like, she was young when she had Andy. You're like, okay, yeah. That happens. <laughs> but, yeah, she, she was really good in this. And um, Brian... Tyree Henry, so he's from the TV series Atlanta, yeah, the Donald Glover show, and I think he's going to be in Joker as well. Oh, excellent, cool. So he's doing a few things at the moment, but yeah, he's he's good in this. You know, he's like he's been a good son. He he's obviously fell out of sorts with people from the neighborhood. He's become a detective. They stayed on the streets, and he always comes back and spends time with his mum. And then you got that scene of tension where. The, the guy's the boyfriend's head is wrapped up. It's all <laughs> oh, his face is wrapped around a watermelon, and it's on the table. It was a cool scene. I mean, yeah. bit of tension. But whenever they're putting <laughs> things in that garbage chute, I'm thinking you, you need to broaden your horizons, it's Andy. Like, stop. You need to go away from your yeah. building to like to dump evidence. One hundred percent, absolutely. <laughs> with the with these characters, you are essentially getting the same characters from that ninety the that eighty eight movie. Andy, the mum, the detective. They've all got the same names. Uh, the friends. The, are they an ex? Are they new additions? Well, the I can't kid, remember well, Andy the first was movie. like was like five <laughs> in the first movie. Very, wasn't that young, surely? He was pretty young. I don't know if he was five. He was pretty young. He was pretty. He was like almost the same height as as the good guy doll. You know what this movie did? It presented me with a world that I believed existed, and by that I mean. The characters that we meet and spend time with, it just felt natural. Yeah. We're, we're focused on a small area of the city. I actually got a feel of Shazam. You know how it's just yeah, spending bit, time with bit, like yeah. kids. But I feel like, like Shazam, when the kids are having conversations in Shazam and having conversations in this... It felt like natural conversations. It didn't feel like, you know, sometimes... Some adult wrote an, them. An adult's clearly written this line. It's... It just felt real. Uh, yeah, I'd buy that. I'd take that. With the other, like, the supporting kid characters, I mean, they served their purpose, but I didn't really get anything out of them sort of thing. They, they were more there just, I guess, to give someone else to talk to, like, for Andy to talk to. Besides. One's a guy, one's a girl. Yeah. Then there's that other kid hassling him and stuff. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Kids in the neighbourhood. So we've got Omar... 
that's the kid with the phone. Is it? Is he the kid with the I phone? I think that's the kid with so the phone. Omar, because Pug and Phelan are the boy and the girl, I'm pretty sure. That's right, yeah. Pug's the guy. But even that, the way they started hanging out, it just, it felt like, okay, this could happen this way. That's what happened to kids. I mean, I've never lived in an apartment with, like, other kids and stuff, but I guess that's what happened. But from just bump us into being and... presented to Andy as a recluse, sticks to himself, like, he's got nobody. Mm. And then when he gradually starts befriending these kids, because of Chucky, they're interested... You just go with it. It doesn't feel like anything's been forced. Yeah. So when you're getting like these real relationships, but but then in the background you've got like Chucky doing you know all these killings and and <laughs> everything else. So you've got this because you on one hand you've got this high concept horror film, and then you've got all, like a character piece where you've got these people that are going about their lives, and when it comes together, it all works. I'm really pleased that we didn't go too long with Andy knowing what was happening. And nobody else knowing. Because sometimes, you know, as the audience, you're watching it waiting for everyone else to catch up. Absolutely, yeah. It it works to a point, And I think it's a fine line. And it works here. Yeah, it's like, why won't they believe him? Blah, 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 blah. But when they're like, oh, but- hang on a minute. Maybe it's just Andy doing this. You can't, like... It doesn't seem... Instead of them just... Out of the realms of possibility for them to, to make that leap. And, yeah, backtrack and go... Wait a minute. <laughs> Hang on, we really don't know him because, you know, the short period of time we've watched them on screen together, that's pretty much how long they've been friends. It's not been mm. a long time. I like the... I'm in two places about, like, sort of minor details they give. to Like, take Andy's hearing aid, for instance. Like, they, they gave his character, you know, that semi-impairment with, with his hearing. I was thinking, you know, with the... I was thinking, oh, this is going to lead to maybe solving the problem, like, saving the day with it somehow. I don't know. I was thinking, like, Maybe no, I won't mention that because that's like a spoiler for another movie. Um, yeah, but it didn't go to, to anything. For the mo- well, it does. For the most part, they don't use it. They use for, yeah throughout the movie. It's not really a thing. I was it's thinking it's like until... he's going to use the the, the 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 sound or something from it to fry Chucky's mainframe yeah, or something. I mean, but it didn't go to anything until, like that. It's not until the third act where it's another way for Chucky to communicate with him, which would make you believe that it's a Caslin product. No, that's a good point. <laughs> Whereas I always thought that Caslin was quite high-end and I wouldn't have thought that as a family they'd have been able to afford an expensive uh, hearing aid. Yeah, but that's the, that's the only way it's used. And it's an interesting way. It was like Chucky is taunting him. But it more just seemed like a just hey, character trait for the sake of it, which isn't a bad thing. It's just yeah, it's a bit of extra detail. But when we're that third act, trapped in the, in the shop, everybody finds out what's going on. And then you've got Chucky is controlling drones. I honestly thought that Detective Mike was dead. Happy that he survived. He's like saving the kid. He gets one in the neck. Yeah. And then you've got all the other Chucky's coming to life. And it reminded me, the last Chucky film in that original series, Cult of Chucky, from memory, and I only watched it last year, I think, <laughs> from memory, Chucky starts to possess other Chucky dolls, which is what we get here. Right, but I guess in those that movie it doesn't really make any sense. Well, I mean, well, it, sees, it does, but more of a supernatural type. But thing. here, he's just... Yeah, he's sinking with the other Chuckies. So it's like, okay. that Yeah, that, that final act scene, it did kind of go balls to the wall. It it's was big, like, it's violent, for me at least. Those drones were like cutting people's necks with their like propellers. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> 
So it starts really small and it escalates to a point where you feel, okay, so this is where we're at now, and it still feels like that same movie we started with. So you didn't think this pushed boundaries, it didn't get too silly or crazy? Like, you were happy with the direction it went in? I'm just going to say it, mate, and we're getting to our rating. Sure. I liked it a lot. Okay. I (laughs) really liked it. I mean, it definitely sounds like it. I didn't know what to expect going in, to Mm. be honest, and the appeal of Mark Hamill had me more interested than I was. And again, without the marketing, you know, using the Toy Story 4 characters we probably wouldn't have been doing a review. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, the missus, like, we like our horror movies, and we were going to watch this anyway. But, yeah, there's probably a review we could have gone without, but after watching, I'm like, no, I'm glad we get, we have this discussion. I think we should just do our rating. <laughs> I thought you were pretty much doing it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mentioned earlier, thinking about going to iTunes and buying a soundtrack, I don't do that for movies that I don't like. I had so much fun with this. Uh, and granted, you know, a lot of that is to do with Mark Hamill. But it, it just, it struck the right tone for what I want from a horror movie. And I don't want gore for the sake of gore. But I think they used it at the right times and the right amount. And for the most part, the bad people, one-on-one kills, were bad people. And they had the gory. Oh, except, they had the, yeah, except but, for the one, like the ones that near the end. But that's yeah, I know. But they were quick deaths, like the prolonged, like gory deaths. Mm. And I guess the mum dying, and not Andy's mum, like she gets taken but not killed. The detective's mum. The detective's mum. That was just more drive for his character. Mm. But all in all, I bloody liked this film, <laughs> and I'm so glad that I watched it on the big screen. I'm gonna come in with a solid. Four out of five. Wow. Really, really enjoyed it. And you know what? May pick up the Blu-ray. I'm certainly watching it again. <laughs> Good movie. Four out of five. Um, yeah, like, like this movie is... It re- I mean, it really is not child's play as you know it. It's, it's something very different. Um, but, you know, it's it's a horror movie. It's there. It's it's a popcorn flick. It's fun. It's I reckon it's silly at times, but that's, you know, that's okay. I mean, it, it is. I just a... mean not like those original movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it is silly, but, you, you know, it keeps it pretty contained, and it does escalate naturally to a certain point. It's not a bad film at all. It's not... I don't think it's fantastic. It's just a run-of-the-mill, worthy checking... Like, it's worth checking out, and yeah, by the end of it, I was like, well, that was pretty all right. A lot better than I thought it was going to be. I think the only real issues with it, really, is that it's, like, it's not the child's play that you know. So if you're not fussed about it and you just want a fun horror flick where people die, it's a little bit gory, there's a bit of tension with a face on a watermelon wrapped in a present sitting on a kitchen table or a dining table, this movie's for you. I'm coming in at a 3.5. Still pretty good. But, uh, yeah, it's not amazing. (laughs) And like I said earlier, for me, it's a rare occasion where... The remake is better. And I'm going to stand by it. I know there's a lot of diehard Child's Play fans out there. But for me personally, I got so much more out of this movie. I think I had more fun with this movie than the original. I mean, I don't rate the original movie that much. It's fine. And yeah, it presents us with a cool like horror villain. It is what it is, sort of thing. But yeah, this one is funner and 
Yeah, I think they're pretty good as well. And potentially this could be the start of a new Charles Play uh, franchise. Maybe. I mean, we know that he's still out there with his red eyes. Yeah. Well, that was another doll, wasn't it? Or... But he's it's all AI, isn't it? Yeah, so he probably so transferred he... himself into Easily. Yeah. Easily. Computers. Okay, as always, we're going to close out on some trivia. Mark Hamill previously voiced Chucky in the TV series Robot Chicken. The episode Plastic Buffet from 2005. Plastic Buffet. <laughs> did you know that? Um, I did. I have seen the like a child's play robot chicken thing. I didn't know it was Mark Hamill. But yeah, I have seen the... I think it's only one time. It might have been a couple. I think it was just one time that I'd seen. Here's a connection to that original movie. Tom Holland, the director, posted on Twitter about Mark Hamill's casting of Chucky as a smart move. And I completely agree. I thought there was something more to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was that it? That was it. Yeah. I agree. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> that's it for our review of Child's Play. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that films your podcast. We also have our sister shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Murder Mystery and Toy Story 4. Sounds Like Comics did a recent episode looking at Conan the Barbarian from 1982, and Rewind and Review went back to 1995 to review that other movie with a kid named Andy and toys that come to life, Toy Story. Stay tuned for our next review, which also looks at a killer doll, Annabelle Comes Home. Are all the recent movies seemingly oddly the same? That's a question for another day. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film stew. See you soon. For sure, I thought Spider-Man was next. Spider-Man's not till the 1st of July. That's eight days away. True. There's no time at all. All right, so I'm watching Annabelle then. <laughs> <laughs>